Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Uh, there are a lot of uh, churches this year kind of playing on the 2020 vision, you know, for this time of year, and making plans for the church. So we're doing the same thing. We're just going to do the same thing. But I'm not talking about like our optical vision. I'm talking about having a clear vision for the future, having a clear vision for this year, because I think it's really, really important. There's a scripture that I love in Proverbs 29, 18, that says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. And I really like the way it says this in the King James. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of person like, I just want to know where I'm going. All right, just, just tell me where we're going. There's nothing I hate worse than getting in the car and we're driving to go get something to eat. And I'm like, where do we want to go? And Rose is like, I don't, I don't know. And I'm like, stop the car. Because I just don't want to drive. I'll be going the wrong direction if we don't know where we're going. Just give me a destination, you know, and then I'll get there. So every year about this time of year, I'll take some time and look at the previous year, look at my goals and just kind of evaluate and then set personal goals for the next year. I've already done that. I said, this is where I want to be, you know, relationally, physically, financially, spiritually, those kinds of things. Um, but since we started the church, that's something that I've started doing as well for the church. Just kind of just praying about and saying, God, where do you want Lighthouse to go in 2020? And I feel like God has given us some directions. So I'm excited to share that with you today. But before we talk about 2020, I think it's important to look back at 2019, right? Because if, if you don't know your history, you're what, doomed or whatever to repeat it, that kind of a thing. And so I think it's important to look back and see what God has done in 2019. 2019 was a great year. And if you remember, if you were here a year ago, we had a word for the church for 2019, and the word was more. We just felt like God was going to do more with Lighthouse and within Lighthouse in 2019. And I had a message that talked about four different ways that we could make room for more financially, physically, spiritually, and relationally. And so financially, in 2019, we can make room for more by staying generous. And uh, that was what we said a year ago. And I will tell you, you guys did a great job of being generous this past year. Uh, financially, the giving was over budget by tens of thousands of dollars, which was a huge blessing to our church. We were able to expand ministry, and we were also able to give away thousands of dollars because, as you guys know, 10% of our budget, everything that comes in, we set aside for outreach and mission. And uh, so we were able to be very generous within the community because of your generosity, which is super exciting for me as a lead pastor of this, this church. Um, so we're going to, by the way, talk about where all of that money went in our annual business meeting, which is super exciting. Woo! Yeah, there's three of us that are excited about that. So we're going to have a business meeting in a couple weeks uh, on Sunday, February 2nd at 1230. And so if you're into numbers and want to know uh, where did the money go, what is our financial plan for this next year, come to that meeting and we'll give you all of that information. So that was financially, uh, physically we can make room for more by considering others. And I will tell you, I think you guys did a great job of this this past year as well. I continue to hear that we have a friendly church. 
which is exciting, you know, that we have a friendly church. And there was a couple of things that uh, we talked about that we could do. One was to park further away from the, from the main door so that we left room for newcomers to park closer. And I think you guys are doing a pretty good job of that. I don't know about today when it was only like five degrees out there, if you, you still park far away or not. Um, and then the other way was to actually sit closer to the front so that there was room in the back. Because if you're visiting the church, you tend to not want to sit in the front row, right? Well, we still have room in the front row, right? I mean, we got some room over here. So I think it's one thing we continue to do a little better is just continue to sit a little closer so we leave room for, for others in the back. But um, because of your uh, consideration of others, we were able to add a second service in Easter, uh, on Easter. So we had people serving on twice as many teams, you know, twice as many greeters and, and uh, children's ministry and so on. And uh, so we went to two services and made room for, for more, people, more people to come to the church. Um, and our church grew as a result. So our average attendance in 2018, which was the year that we started the church, was 100 people. In 2019, it was 161. And uh, in just the last two months of 2019, in November and December, we averaged 178 people in each service. So I really appreciate what you guys are doing to make this a friendly church for visitors. And if you're new here at the church, hopefully we are friendly to you. That's my hope. Um, but we'll continue to try to be a, uh, a friendly church by considering others. In 2019, we can make room for more spiritually by personally pressing in. We talked about that. And we've had people coming to our more Holy Spirit worship nights. We opened up a prayer room, um, and that's meeting on Tuesday nights and Thursdays during the day. And we've had dozens of people come and just spend time praying to God. And then uh, we also um, had a series during the summer where uh, we were challenging everyone to read the book of Proverbs and to read a chapter a day. And as a result, we had dozens of people start reading their Bible daily for the first time. So it was great. It was a great year of pressing in spiritually. But I do think there's more we can do in that. And we're going to talk about that in uh, our 2020 vision. And then lastly, we, our last point was we could make room for more relationally by opening up. And uh, this was interesting because when we started the church in 2018, we had about 100 people that didn't really know each other. And so it was like 100 strangers kind of all meeting together. And our hope was that we would, in 2019, become more of a family, have more of that community feel. So we started home groups where 10 or 12 people gathered together on a weekly or biweekly basis. And today we have nine different home groups with about 88 people in them. And uh, that community is being established. If you're not in a home group and you would like to be in a home group, there's a connect card in front of the seat, on the back of the seat in front of you, and you can fill that out and just say, I want to be in a home group, and we'll try to get you plugged into one. But it's a great way to build community. Also, we relaunched home group, or young adults and student ministries uh, this past year. And each of those groups meets on a weekly basis and has about 10 people uh, meeting uh, in each one of those. And I continue to hear of stories of people meeting outside of Sunday morning. All right, kids are joining us today. <laughs> Linda, you got to fix something. I don't know. Um, but I keep hearing stories of people meeting outside of church. 
And see, that's establishing community, and that's, I just love that. So that's been happening this past year. So 2019, I really feel, was a great year. I'm really excited about it. I think it's been a great year. But I'll tell you what, I am even more excited about 2020. I am. I'm more excited about what God is going to do in 2020. So I feel like God wants us to focus on the first phrase of our church's purpose statement. Our church's purpose statement is to love God, love people, and shine Jesus. And so I think we're going to be focusing more in 2020 on loving God, connecting with Him. And our word for 2020 is deeper. You can fill that in on your handout if you'd like. So deeper. I feel like God wants us to have a deeper relationship with Him this next year. And so we're going to be having messages to go deeper in our relationship with God. No matter where you're at in your spiritual walk, you can go deeper. Uh, if you're a brand new Christian, have been just following God for the first time, you can go deeper in your relationship with God. But if you've been a seasoned Christian for 30, 40, 50 years, guess what? You can go deeper. And I love that about our relationship with God is that it's, it's, it's never ending. We have an ability and an opportunity to continue to strengthen and deepen our relationship with Christ. So there are lots of benefits to going deeper. And uh, today in our, our scripture and in our teaching time, we're going to just talk about two benefits to going deeper in our relationship with God. So you can turn in your Bibles if you would like. We're going to be in Luke chapter 6. And Luke is the third gospel. I don't even know how to do this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to actually wear these today as I read. And I won't actually miss a word. I don't know if you guys have noticed when I've been reading, I've kind of stumbled on some words because I couldn't actually see them in the past. <laughs> Mostly going by memory, you know? So <laughs> there's an amen. Uh, but Luke is um, the third gospel in the Bible. It's actually my favorite gospel because uh, it, it's more detailed than the other ones. Um, Luke was a physician, and he just went into more detail. And so I love this gospel. All right, Luke chapter 6, verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck the house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. So according to the scripture, going deep, spiritually, going deeper spiritually, has everything to do with hearing the Word of God and then putting it into practice. All right? Hearing what God's direction is for our life and then putting it, putting it into practice. That's how we go deeper in our walk with Christ. Now, I'll tell you, both of those can be a challenge. It can be a challenge sometimes to know what God's plan is for our life. But I would say it's even more of a challenge to know what God's plan is, and then we actually have to execute on it, right? I mean, you, you know what God wants you to do, but then we have to actually do it as well. So I would say that in 2020, though, we're going to be focusing on what God wants us to do. We're going to be focusing 
on his instructions for us. And they're going to be some of the more difficult things, the things that he's asking us to do. But I believe as a result, we all have an opportunity to deepen and strengthen our personal relationship with Christ. And that's my hope for 2020. It's going to be a challenge, but I think it's going to be really, really good. So today's message is titled 2020 Vision, Digging a Deeper Foundation. But let me pray and I'll give you a couple of points. So God, we come to you right now and we thank you for this opportunity to study your word together and to hear from you, God. I pray that your Holy Spirit would be active here in our midst, that you speak to our hearts, God. Open up our minds to hear from you. And Lord, I pray that you would give me your words to speak. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, you can fill this in on your handout if you would like. When our spiritual foundation is deep, we can withstand trouble. We can withstand trouble. As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. Most houses are not built to withstand a flood, right? Here's a couple. I have a couple videos that kind of show this. The first one is a video of a flood in Chile. It was an amateur video from 2015, so watch this. I mean, it just demolished the house, right? The floodwaters are just so, so devastating. But then I found this other video. This is from 1996. This is of one of the biggest floods in Canadian history. It was from Quebec, Canada. And this is a uh, news story from that. So watch this. House after house comes tumbling down. Nearly 2,000 structures are damaged or destroyed. But thanks to a sturdy foundation, one home is left standing. It belongs to Sylvain's grandmother. This is a maquette showing the neighborhood exactly how it was before the flood. You can see here the little white house. Today, the Genest family home is a museum. It stands as a reminder of one of the most destructive floods in Canadian history. So there's a picture of that house. That was like the only structure that stood that flood. And why was that? What's the difference between that house and the others? It's foundation, right? A deep, solid foundation. That's why that house stood. When our foundation is deep, as followers of Christ, we can withstand the storms of this world. And trust me, guys, we're going to have storms. Jesus actually said, we're going to have trouble. It was John chapter 16. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. He's talking to us. You will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. God promised that he would be there for us and, and have peace for us. But he also made it pretty clear we're going to have trouble. There's going to be trouble in this world. The storms are going to come. You can have the storm of losing a job. 
You know, and the question is, what's my foundation on? Where is my foundation? When you no longer have that career, you no longer have that title, you no longer have that office. If you're in school, you know, it could be a storm when you're trying to pass the, the exams at the end and you don't make it and you have to retake classes. It's going to delay graduation. Those can be storms. You might go to see the doctor for your annual routine visit and they say, hey, we need to do further tests. There's something, we found something. And that can be a storm. That could be a storm of a, a failed relationship. And you thought, man, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with that person, but it doesn't turn out that way. That's a storm. Or it could be someone dear to us dies, and we thought maybe we were going to outlive them, and they're no longer here for us. And we have to go through life not having that person there anymore. And guys, if our foundation isn't on the rock of Jesus Christ, then we're in danger of collapsing. So here's a question for you today. If you're in a storm, relationally, physically, financially, maybe even spiritually, if you're in the middle of a storm, the question for us to consider is, what's my foundation built on? What's my foundation built on? Because if it's not built on the solid foundation of your faith in Christ, then it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a struggle. You can write this down. Building my life on the rock of Jesus is better than having flood insurance. I know that's kind of silly way to say it. But wouldn't you rather have your house stand than have the insurance to clean up the mess later? And that's what Christ offers us, is a solid foundation. That's point number one. When our spiritual foundation is deep, we can withstand trouble. The second point is similar. When our spiritual foundation is deep, we can be a shelter for others. And I just think this is really important. We can be a shelter for others. It reminded me of this, this past summer. Uh, Rose and I were at our daughter Rebecca's softball game. And uh, it was a Saturday game, and we're sitting there in the sun watching the game, and then the storm clouds came in, right? So the storm clouds come rolling in, and it begins to rain. And girls are tough, by the way. They just keep playing in the rain. Do you notice that? When I was growing up, I thought, like, we stopped playing baseball when it rained. I don't know, but they just kept playing. And uh, there was this pop-up tent. You can see this canopy thing that one of the families had brought, and they put it, like, Beside us, we were kind of sitting beside it, kind of behind it. And uh, before it rained, it was kind of a pain, right? Because people had to walk around it. It was kind of in my way of vision. But when the storm rolled in, these were my new best friends, right? They actually said, hey, do you want to come pull your chairs under here? I'm like, yes, I'd love to do that. And so we were able to sit underneath the shelter. They shared it with us. That's the way it is in life, guys. There's going to be storms, and it doesn't just hit us. It's hitting our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers, our family members. They're getting hit with the storms of life. And we're getting hit with them as well. But if our foundation is solid, 
and our shelter is standing, then we can offer shelter to somebody else. Now, before it started raining, I didn't think much of their shelter, right? I didn't, it's kind of in the way. I was like sitting in the sun. But when the rain came down, I was looking for shelter. And in our culture today, it's starting to rain, right? I mean, there's a lot of storms in our culture today. People are really being filled with fear and anxiety. They're worried about politics. They're worried about war. This recent Iran thing, I mean, people were really worried and upset about that. Worried about diseases. You know, like, is is this going to be the flu bug that can't be cured? A lot of fear about that. Worried about the economy. Worried about safety, just personal safety. A friend of mine who was really pretty much his whole life anti-gun, I found out recently just bought a handgun, and he keeps it in his car's console just for safety. He's worried that somebody's going to come after him in a road rage-type incident. So he's carrying a loaded gun in his console, in his car. Many people are in the heart of a storm. But the good news is that we get to offer shelter. If our foundation is deep, and we're in the same storms they're in, but our foundation is deep and our shelter is standing, then we get to offer that shelter to others. And they will see our peace in the midst of a storm, our hope, and even our joy. It's what the world needs right now. It's what the world needs. So that's point number two. One, our foundation is deep. We can be a shelter for others. And my hope in 2020 is that we will all take the opportunity to dig deeper in our personal walk with Christ. Now, it's going to take some some personal sacrifice, some work, and some effort on our part. Um, Some of our topics are going to be things like uh, seeking the presence of God through spiritual disciplines, Practicing the power of God. You know, some of us have maybe never really talked about or experienced the Holy Spirit. And this would be a year to dive into that. Another one is going to be the the power of prayer. You know, taking time to pray can be hard. It's a sacrifice to do that. But man, there are benefits to it. There are benefits to it. Next week, we're actually going to be talking about the spiritual discipline of fasting. Woo, that sounds exciting, doesn't it? Nope. Um, when Jesus was here with his disciples, the religious were saying to him, hey, Jesus, why aren't your disciples fasting? And he said, no, no, no. The, while the bridegroom is here, we're basically going to party. <laughs> but after I'm gone, they'll fast. And I believe that in American Christianity, we listen to the first part of that, which is, whoo, we're Jesus' disciples. We're just going to party. We're going to eat as much as we want, whenever we want, all of that. Someone else can do the fasting, but that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, after I leave, my disciples will fast. That's a tough teaching because fasting is not fun, but it is beneficial. But again, it's one of those instructions. If we hear the word of God and he says, my disciples will fast, 
Well, our foundation is laid deep if we do it, if we follow him. Okay, so we're going to actually talk about fasting. And we're going to do a corporate fast. So from February 1st through the 21st, we're going to do a 21-day fast. And that's not everyone giving up food for 21 days. I'm not saying that. Um, but uh, I am going to be asking during that 21-day period that everybody who calls this their church home picks a day and says, okay, I'm going to fast from food on that day. I'm going to do 24 hours, and I'm going to fast from food. We actually have a fasting calendar out on the wall. And you get to sign up for your day and just say, I'm going to fast on this day. And my hope is that for 21 days straight, someone, at least one person, is giving up food and fasting that day. And we'll be praying for that person, myself and our leadership team and our prayer team. And then beyond that, for the whole 21 days, we're going to be talking about giving up something else. You know, it could be, it could be giving up sugar. It could be giving up um, snacks. It could be, I don't know. We're going to talk about that next week. But there are ways to participate uh, for the whole 21 days and in a sacrificial um, move to just show God that we're in on this. All right? That we were counted as his disciples and therefore... God's expecting us to be willing to fast. So my hope is that we have a lot of participation over those three weeks. And uh, I've already talked to a couple of people who uh, have never fasted for a whole day before. And uh, it's an opportunity to grow in that. That's a way of laying your foundation deeper. And I've also talked to others who are seeking answers from God. And I said, boy, that's a great time to get an answer to your questions is during that 21 days. And we're going to talk about the power of fasting as well. We're not going to do it just as a religious exercise. There are things that are broken in the supernatural when we fast in the physical. I'll just tell you, it's going to be, it's going to be really hard, but it's going to be really, really good. All right. Um, so that's, that's our topic for next week. I'm hoping you all come back, and it's not just me and Rose and the leadership team here talking about fasting. So, and if you know, like already, like, hey, sometime during those three weeks, I want to pick a day. Maybe it's a Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, feel free to sign up before you leave today on the calendar. It'll be up there next week as well. But be praying about what God might be asking you to do to participate uh, with us as we really kind of launch into 2020, seeking what God has for us here as a church. And, and starting out by just kind of laying down our flesh and diving into the spiritual. I mean, that's a way of going deeper right off the bat. All right, if everybody would stand. To finish up our time together today, we're going to do something we don't normally do. Um, so if you're new with us, I'm sorry, this is kind of a little bit different and awkward, but we're going to be breaking up into groups of three or four or five people, and we're going to just take a couple minutes and pray together uh, for the church for 2020 and pray for each other as well. Okay, so we'll play some music in the background and just go ahead and get into groups of three, four, five and take a couple minutes and just pray together for the church and for 2020. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofvineyard.church. Thank you for being part of our family and we will see you next time.